0: Amen. Good morning. Thank you, Pastor Jared. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited we made it through 2017. My God. (laughs) Raise your hand if it was crazy. It was crazy, right? Man, there was a lot of great strengthening going on this last year. I know for many of you know, um, have you ever heard that scripture that behold, I do a new thing? I mean, we've all gotten that, a prophetic word at one point in our life, right? And, you know, I'm, I'm actually living that right now. Uh, my wife, as you know, Pastor April, um, pregnant with identical twin boys. Crazy, right? So for the women, she's 24 weeks. For the men, she's about over halfway. So we are looking really forward to it. It's going to be a change of life for sure. But um, we're really crazy excited about it. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to get into this. Um, When it comes to these moments that the pastor lets you speak, you know, you always kind of decide, like, what should I speak on? What should I do? And what the Lord just spoke to me was this right here. As I speak to your calling. And today I just want to throw out some stuff to maybe challenge you. And remember, each one of us have a calling, every single one of us. Some people stand on a stage like this every week. Sometimes we're in a meeting room. Maybe you're just raising your family. Maybe you're an employee right now. But you have a calling on your life. So I'm hoping today I can maybe just shake up something inside of you to make you think a little bit more clearly about who you are and how important you are. It's really easy to blend in. It's really crazy easy to blend in. And I just want to encourage you to stand out. We need you, man. Um, Never before have we needed great men and women and great sons and daughters just to be bold in your faith and authentic and transparent. Amen? Let's dive in. We're going to dive into a little bit of Scripture. Psalms 145. I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and His greatness is unsearchable. All your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and all your saints shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power to make known to the children of man your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord is faithful in all his words and kind in all his works. The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all those who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, God, and give their food in due season. You open your hands. You satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all of his ways and kind in all of his works. The Lord is near to all those who call on him, to all those who call on his name. He fulfills the desire of those who fear him. He also hears the cry and saves them. The Lord preserves all, all who love him, but the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord." and let all flesh bless his holy name forever. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word, for it will not come back void. It will go inside of us and cause it to do something, Lord. It will change us who we are. Lord, you give us a new nature. You've given us a new life. You've given us a new walk, Lord. We give you praise because you are for us. Even when the ground is shaking and the skies look dark, you are for us. Your word still covers us, God. Your blood has saved us. Your grace has overpowered us. Your your spirit has comforted us, and your word has empowered us, God. We give you praise because you are God. We give you praise because you're unmovable, you your sovereign, unshakable, everywhere at one time, the alpha, the omega, the first and the last, the great I am, Lord, there is none like you, we pause and we say with all authority and blessing, blessed is the name of the Lord, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. It's a supernatural walk and God cannot be hidden, I want to bring you a couple of different points to think about today, Mark 15, 1-15 is the story of Barabbas. Now, I've said this a few times, and I always like to bring this point out because it really shows you how easy it is to overlook the obvious. Sometimes we can get so caught up in playing church and trying to be a Christian, we forget to be authentic. We forget to be authentic. And sometimes it's easy to give God our tithe, it's easy to give God our worship, it's easy to give God our time, but the truth is, He didn't come for that, He came for our sin. And we were talking this morning in a devotional that um, Jordan was leading this morning and how important it is to be authentic, how important it is just to remember to give Him our ugly. And sometimes we always want to come and give God our pretty, but the truth is he didn't die for that. He died that we would have freedom in our sin, and we are all just blow-up cases. I don't know who you're married to or who raised you or who your brothers and sisters were, but you know that we're fallible, man. We are a bunch of fallible human beings who don't have it figured out. We don't know what's going on. We still try to intellectualize a supernatural God. We still try to make him a natural product of our works. You know, it's just that process in life that we learn. Barabbas is really interesting because you had Pontius Pilate standing here. You had Jesus standing there. You had Barabbas standing there. and You had this crowd of thousands and thousands and thousands of people who are all standing by watching for the judgment. So he doesn't know what to do, so he asks the people, who should I set free? And the almost entire crowd yells, set Barabbas free, crucify Jesus. Here's an interesting thing about this scene for me because I don't know if you know this, but back in those times, they never had last names. They had a surname, and it was was Bar. Like Jesus' name was Jesus Bar-Joseph. That word bar means son of Simon bar Jonah. That's how they knew who you were. It was Jesus bar Joseph. Now, has anybody ever heard of the word Abba? Raise your hand. Don't leave me hanging. Okay. Do you know what it means? Father. So, what does bar Abba mean? Son of father. Isn't it interesting that this man, Barabbas, was named son of father, and the entire crowd chose him to be set free when this was truly the son of the father? It's just easy in life to overlook some of the obvious things. So I just want to challenge us with a couple different things today, starting with that. What is the difference between a genuine person and an ingenuine person? Genuine person discovers feelings. Ingenuine person creates the feelings. It is so important for us in our walk, in our daily life, in being fathers, husbands, wives, sisters, mothers, daughters, to be genuine and truly understand what are we feeling. I love this portion of of text in the Bible that the Bible says, I don't weigh your works, I weigh your thoughts and your intents. I think it's so important that we just start to understand what are we thinking and why do we think it? And what are we feeling and why are we feeling it? If those are the two things that Jesus Christ is looking at in our life to bless us and see where we're lining up with his word, I'm thinking we need to start processing that. And it's so important that we stay genuine in our processes. Because I don't know about you, but I have a lot of ugly. I got a lot of goofy stuff that goes on inside of me. Because when we operate in, a fallen, in our fallen nature, we become self-conscious. If you're going through a season in your life and you are just overthinking you, possibly, I don't know, maybe, could be, maybe you don't want to step on your toes, you might be just a little bit too self-conscious. Maybe all your thoughts are kind of going to you and to yourself and your concerns and maybe you have forgot the surrender part of the equation of remembering that we are fallible. And the greatest thing we can do is be public failures. I don't know about you, but I think we've seen enough of private failures, public successes. I would much rather see a private success with a public, would I say that right? Yes, a public failure. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to say, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not Pastor Jared, I'm Randy Ashburn. And I can be an expert at me and that's about all I can offer you. I can just walk my walk with God and just learn what I can about love. It's all about love. Keep trying to figure out what that means. I'm still trying to process it. I'm going to be 55 years old with a set of new babies. I'm going to learn how to love all over again. <laughs> it's, it's an, an incredible thing thing because we never truly arrive it's always a process it's not a light switch moment God catches his fish then he cleans them that is not just instantaneous we are saved by his blood but man it's not a process of it's, it's a process of redemption it's a consistent process of working that through this is where I end up we seek a cover up not a covering I like to cover up my ugly I like to put it in a box where no one sees it, I just want to show up to church on time. I want to make sure my, my car is good. You can be driving in here all of a sudden. You could, be, you could be fighting all the way here to the parking lot. I don't care what you say. Don't do that. Turn that down. I'll put that phone down. Here we go. Hey, guys, how you doing? God bless you. Let's get to school. Let's get to go. No, it's all good. God bless you. I'm doing fine. How are you doing? You know, we like to cover it up. We like to cover it up. I don't know who the woman was. Um, what was the first service? I think it was second service. She, um, the cutest family ever, but had a crying kid. I mean, at the top of his lungs, he was furious. And she was just walking down the sidewalk with him to the daughter right here. You know, the daughter's kind of looking up like, oh, my gosh. But she was so cool because she just didn't stop. This kid's going to church. I'm going, this is, I'm bringing my ugly, here it is, my kid's freaking out. And as she walks, people started doing this. You know, they just started applauding her, going, no, right on. Yeah, you're in church. God, and this poor kid who just crying like crazy. But this is easy for us to do. It's easy for us to forget the ugly. It's easy for us to forget to be authentic in our brokenness that none of us haven't figured out. We don't. We always like to hide it. And I love it when God shows up on the scenes, and he always wants to deal with it, but we always like to show him our tithe. We always like to show him our time. We like to show him how many times we, we had conversations with a pastor afterwards. And we want to show him how well we do church and how well we are a Christian. And sometimes we forget that he doesn't really see that. He kind of came for the ugly. He came that we would just be broken and humble. And that's what empowers us. Philippians 2.7 says it like this. But made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made the likeness of men." Great, amazing verse, great, amazing concept. If you're in leadership, this becomes the the fulcrum of which everything you ever speak in leadership is balanced upon. It's servant leadership. It's the fact of this. The greatest private just becomes the best general. The greatest servant just becomes the best leader. It's it's the simple things. There's a saying that I say a lot, that big doors swing on little hinges. Great blessings swing on simple obedience, and serving is an honor. Serving is powerful because it's not serving; it's shaping. When you, and if you've had children, and I know a lot of us have children, or maybe you've had nieces or nephews in your life, there is something about a parent that's intentional with her child. Because even though they're saying clean your room and put away your clothes and do your dishes, that's nice to have those done, but that's actually not the specific reason. It's not about getting the dish clean. It's about responsibility. It's about submission. It's about doing what you're told. It's about being intentional with things. How much more does God do with that with us? And, man, for those who start getting, start grasping the concept of that we are here for somebody else other than me, Man, there is freedom in that. There is liberation in that. There is set freeness in that. I'm telling you what, that self-conscious becomes God-conscious, and before you know it, you feel great. If you are ever depressed, give your testimony. I will tell you right now, if you're ever going a th- through a season of darkness, just share your testimony. You will feel great afterward. Because it's not being enthroned. Let me, re- let me rephrase that. Sorry, I had two, two things going on in my head just now. Not being enthroned requires you to dethrone your selfish desires and ambitions. This isn't easy. Uh, The Christian walk is one of the hardest things you could ever imagine doing. The crazy thing about the Christian walk is you don't have to chew broken glass. You don't have to walk on fire. You don't have to make 37 payments of $6,947. The Christian walk is free. And that's what's elusive about it because now you start to intellectualize something that's supernatural and you start to take something that's holy and you start to bring it down and we start to make it about us somehow enthroning yourself is a common thing to do, especially in business. Especially if you're if you're in the marketplace, it's about, you know, a third less fat, newer, cheaper, faster, friendly, on the Twitty pages, facey spaces, bliggity blogs, everything is moving and marketing and going and faster. And that's kind of what that place is like. And in that, it's really hard to not enthrone yourself. Because all of a sudden you start living your life based upon your own skill sets and disciplines and your, and your resume and who you were with now has to be put on paper, and who you worked with now has to be put on paper. And now you start building this thing, and not to discount the value of that, but my gosh, that doesn't give you peace. It might help you in your marketplace, and there's nothing wrong with that, but we have to understand that that's not who we are. Our identity is not based in what we do. It's based in who we are. It doesn't matter what we do. I mean, especially when it comes to employment. I know guys, even myself included, have had very luxurious lifestyles, but sometimes when that leaves, man, you're out there doing side jobs again, man. And it's, it's, it's really great to see, and I know, um, especially in this, this church community here, we are surrounded by some of the greatest, most humblest men and women you'll ever find. You guys. You guys are amazing. I mean, we work with you. We serve with you. We spend time with you in your houses. We, our children are growing up together. Our stories are entwined. We're all going to be in each other's chapters now. And you guys are amazing to work through because even this, this thing right here that we're talking about, this is really quite hard to do sometimes, is not enthroning yourself and, and getting those selfish ambitions put in the right priority but I've seen so many of you that have just lost your jobs and, and next thing you know, yeah, I've got, you've got four jobs. You're Ubering, you're lifting, you're doing side jobs in a construction site and now you're trying to get hired at Denny's because you get it. You get it. That life is about seasons. It's going to be another process. It's going to be another season. You're going to make it through. You are the head and not the tail. Blessing will he best you. Multiply will he multiply you. He hasn't brought you this far to leave you behind. He hasn't showed you all that he showed you just to say stop, I'm over. He is the author and finisher of your faith. We know that, but sometimes in your season it's hard. But I just want to say thank you to each one of you for being just an incredible example of the faithfulness of God. It's an amazing, amazing for us to be able to walk around and just shake your hand and get to know you because it's a blessing. It's a blessing. There comes a time when you have to start manifesting what you possess. Listen to me. You have gifts. You have callings. Destiny. One of the greatest challenges you guys will ever have in your life is that natural tension between the desire inside of you and the destiny in front of you and how do you process that you have to start manifesting what you possess you have to start understanding that you are fearfully and wonderfully made and that God is not a respecter of people he's a respecter of principles and those principles are his word and he cannot go against them you want to have your life change begin to believe like you've never believed before begin to have faith like you've never had faith before faith is a choice Faith is a discipline. Faith is something we have to aspire to be. Bible says like this, it's impossible to please me without. So what do I need to please God? Will he ever put me in a position that I don't require it? Doubtful doubtful if he's going to put you in a position that has been designed to please him because he's for you he's given his word to you he's given your spirit to you he's given his blood over you he's powered you with his word that he's going to put you in a position that you don't please him so he's always going to keep you in a position of faith it's about taking that faith out and believing it i don't know who is going through fear right now but i'm telling you stop stop. There is too much at risk for you to be having fear issues right now. I know it's hard. I know you're scared. I know some of that stuff came by modeling from family members, or it came just somehow it showed up in your life, or maybe you've had people hurt you and betray you. I understand you were wounded. I understand you were hurt, and I understand it was wrong, but I also also understand that life does not wait on the wounded. It keeps going. It keeps turning. The sun is still going to come up. We have to get through this. We have to make sure that we don't let fear capture us and keep us down and downtrodden. I know a lot of people, I know a lot of people that go to bed with fear and they sleep with doubt. And those are the wrong things to be sleeping with. Those are the wrong things to be intimate with. Man, if you have a relationship with God, that's the enemy. Just like my wife, I can't go to bed with other people. I can't sleep with other people that's wrong, it breaks the covenant just like in the spiritual side if we have a relationship with God we can't go to bed with fear and we can't sleep with doubt amen a harvest is from what you have done but an inheritance is from what you've become believe for the unbelievable you've become it You have become it. It's a now faith moment. It's about believing right now that God has his hand on you, that right now God's doing something unique, that right now he's called you, he's blessed you, he's given you gifts, he's given you a talent, he's given you a calling, he's given you a destiny, he's given you the ability to disseminate the word of God and bring it out and speak it in a way that nobody else speaks it that way. That's what makes you unique, that's what makes you different, that's what makes you powerful. That's what makes you absolutely, insanely full of power that you are different, and you don't do it like anybody else. It's our uniqueness that empowers us, and it's who we've become. It's not about what we've done. Those harvests are great, like we talked about, those skill sets and disciplines. Yeah, we do these things, and it can produce a harvest, but there's something unique when you become who you're supposed to be, and that inheritance falls upon you. And that inheritance may be delayed, but it can never be denied. It can be what signs your your life. It can be what signs your paychecks. It can be what signs your your happily ever after. It's for you. It's for you. I want you to think about it for a second. Just position yourself for a moment to think about the, the unbelievable thing that you really need God to do and what's stopping you from believing it. What is it? Is it a hurt? Is it a pain? Oh, I believed for that before, so I'm not going to believe for it this time. Oh, I was healed before, but I got got it again, but I'm not going to do it because last few times I haven't been changed. Or I don't trust them. I can't believe them because they have hurt me. What is it that stops you from going, I believe that God is going to do the unbelievable so I can see the unseeable and He will do the undoable because that's what my God does because He is a supernatural God. And he is not limited to my natural circumstances. He is bound by his word, and his word is for you. His word is designed for you. His word empowers you. It structures you. It shapes you. It gives you the ability to be anointed man. You put that word on your life. You cloak it on you like James was saying earlier. And it will propel you through every line of Satan's defense. There will be an anointing on your life that nobody can touch. And there's just to be something about you that you always land on your feet. You're just the guys that always land on your feet. It's through the word of God. It's believing for the unbelievable and realize it's who you've become and that's when it becomes inheritance you cannot shout at potential your whole life you are going to have to accept it you can say tomorrow I'm going to we're at the very last service of 2017 tomorrow starts 2018 and you can say it's going to be but right now I'm telling you to encourage you say it is it is God is the God of the is He is the God of the right now faith. And it's easy to get caught up in shouting at our potential, always saying what's going to be, how it's going to be. Well, I know this is coming. I'm believing for that. I'm believing for that. And I want to encourage you that, yes, believe for that, but also remember that right now matters right now matters. This is a season for you to stand up and don't look at your circumstances. Don't look at your past. Don't look at the hurt. Don't look at the pain and begin to look at your future and say, I am not going to be that. I'm going to walk this way. I'm going to start being who God called me to be because change starts in me. My seasons change when I grasp onto that God's bigger than my circumstances. When I start to believe for the unbelievable and I start to surround myself with people and I say, hey, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I think God's doing in my life. And they're like, yeah, I don't agree with that. And you're like, well, let me step back a little bit and we'll get together on again and I'll reapproach it. And they're like, and then I'll get correction in that sometimes. Like I'm, I was missing it, but I felt something. I'm just telling you, man, our life is what we make it. Your life is what you make it. Who are you going to be this time next year? At the end of 2018, what are you believing for? How big is God? How big is your God in 2018? Is he bigger than the God of 2017? And was 2017 bigger than 2016? And was 2016 bigger than 2015? Is he he taking you faith to faith and strength to strength and glory to glory? Are you still shouting at your potential or are you walking in it? We've got to get to the point where we realize that God is not a respecter of people, that I am different because I am created different. I should not be like anybody else. I shouldn't speak like anybody else. I shouldn't minister like anybody else. I shouldn't have that anointing of somebody else's. I have my own. I have my own calling, my own destiny, my own dreams, my own desires, and that is all working out inside of me. But until I can pick up that word of God, hold it close to me, lay hold of it, realize I am walking with this, and we're going to see change man it is a mindset change but you can't look at your circumstances you can't look at your flesh you can't look for the people don't don't make that decision and expect 25 people to congratulate you expect those that you love most to start going hey hold on hold on hold on it's not easy to walk in faith but i'm telling you this it's doable it is not easy to leave the boat and walk on water we have all had those moments I want to encourage you to continue to have them. Your best days are in front of you. Your best days are in front of you. Your best days aren't behind you. All the miracles, all the times, all the stuff that God did, maybe you feel like you're being put on a shelf. Maybe you feel like you're just in a pit. Maybe you feel like God is walking away, and I don't know the thousands of things going on in your life. I would tell you that God never, like a teacher, God never speaks during a test. Usually if you're going through a test, it's a test of what? Faith. Because without, it's impossible to please Him. We, We so like to get rid of that word faith, man. Wouldn't it be easier if we didn't require faith? Really, just being honest for a second. Wouldn't it be great if it would just happen? that we didn't have to believe for it it didn't require us to stop listening to these negative thoughts it didn't require us to grow it didn't require us to be strengthened it didn't require us to prove that we are Christian it did not require us to have our, our mental cycles and processes be of absolutely no value wouldn't it be great if somehow you could think your way out of it but no we can't it's a process of faith it's a process of faith Ezekiel 38.7, be ready and keep ready, you and all your host. Stop right there. Be ready, keep ready, you and everyone around you that are assembled about you, and be a guard for them. Now, there's a lot of scriptures we can pull out. But this is a really unique one because it's quite clearly, I don't think there's much fluff here. I don't think this could be taken any other way than it says, hey, be ready keep ready. And by the way, make it for all the people around you and be a guard for them. He's telling us, he's telling me, Randy, be ready, Randy. Randy, keep ready. And by the way, Randy, deal with those people around you. And hey, by the way, Randy, be a guard for those guys. It's not, not, not quite easy to do. But when you realize God is preparing you for what he has for you, it starts to make sense. There's a re- reason he wants me to be ready. There's a reason he wants me to be intentional. There's a reason that I'm telling my children to pick up their clothes. There's a reason I'm saying I don't want you leaving leave in the yard till I get home. There's a reason I'm saying do the dishes at night. There's a reason I'm saying, no, you put your own clothes in the dirty, in the dirty clothes. There's a reason I'm saying put, you, you, you do the yard. You help me do the work. There's a reason because I am preparing this child for what I have for it how much more is God doing that with us when he says, be ready, keep ready, and say, by the way, it's always a process of faith. He is preparing what he has for us. You will never change what you're willing to tolerate. There it lies. There it lies. You're never gonna change what you're willing to tolerate. And maybe that's not a bad thing, but quit looking for something if you're not willing to go after it. You've got to have that, that meeting with reality at one time in your life where you realize, this is where I'm going, this is where I'm at. Okay, what's it going to take to get there? Because it, it's not, that doesn't happen, that doesn't happen. It, you've got to work it out, man. You've got to work out your own salvation and figure out how to get to that. And I'm going to ask this question because I've had to ask it myself quite a few times. Did I underestimate how hard it was to become who I saw I was going to be in the Spirit? Did I underestimate how hard it was to become who I saw I was going to be in the Spirit? And I can tell you without a doubt, unequivocally, yes. I did not know it would cost me what what it's cost me. I didn't know it would cost my flesh. And that's the battle because I have this dreamer inside of me. I have a destiny outside of me and there's a natural tension between these two things working themselves out. One of the weird things that we have, if you are a public preacher, teacher, reacher, is that we have to work it out in front of all you guys. I mean, you guys get the luxury here. You guys get to go home and work it all out privately. We have to make all of our mistakes in front of you. Preaching humility and practicing insecurity is going to produce unsurity. Here's my point if you are not being authentic and if you have not truly discovered what you're feeling and you're not 100% because if you say, you know, you're preaching the word, you're preaching humility, but you're you're insecure because you're not trusting, well, the first part of humility is trust. It's just knowing that God's got me. I don't have to put on pomp and circumstance. I don't have to put on airs. It really doesn't matter what my resume is when it comes to God. It doesn't matter how many times I prayed. It doesn't matter how many times I showed up to church. It matters am I being honest. Am I talking to him about my ugly? And am I giving it to him? Because if I'm, if, I'm pra- if I'm not practicing that, I'm going to have this unsurety in my life, and you know what I'm going to have? I'm going to have fear. That's what this unsurety is. Because if I am preaching one thing and practicing something else, it's gonna come out. It's a double-minded man. It's gonna be a doubt situation. You're not gonna have faith. We have got to get to the point where we remember that God died for our ugly. And every one of us have it, you guys. Don't be afraid to cover it up. Don't be afraid to share it. Don't be afraid to find the person that you can trust and just talk with and be with and just know that they're there for you. I'm not saying put it up on a flagpole. But I am saying get it discussed. Get it out in the open. And whatever you do, never hide it from God. It's going to be one of those moments. Adam, where are you? You know, you just don't want to be in that position, right? You don't want to be in that chair. You don't want to be. When God's handing out blessings and he's ready, and like I said, your seasons, they can get delayed, but I really don't believe they can always be denied. I think God has a blessing and he's, he's very patient, he's a very wise God. He knows you better than you, know, than you know yourself. I believe that he is going to fulfill those words in your life but I also know that it's, we have a responsibility to it. We have a responsibility to it. If I was actually to jump off a 10 story building I probably wouldn't make it. No matter what word I read on the way down. <laughs> I'm assuming gravity would take over and outside an absolute supernatural miracle god which I would not discount happening I believe I'd probably gravity would take over and I wouldn't survive that fall Uh, there's there's that which is flesh is flesh and that which is spirit is spirit and some things in the flesh are the flesh and sometimes we got to work that stuff out and a lot of that's just us thinking it through, working it through, talking it through, making the right choices, hearing the right voices, and that's not easy because it can become very convoluted when you put 5,000 Christians in one building like we have here at Higher Vision Church, and there is a lot of separate people thinking. There is a lot. I mean, every single one of you have your own story, you have your own book, you have all your own chapters, you have all of your own backstory, you have your subplots, you have your key characters, you have your sub-characters, you have those main actors and main roles in your stories, and you have some of the character actors, you know, you all have that. If we can, as a group of men and women, start understanding that we are free and free indeed, and we have every right to stumble, we have every right to make mistakes, we have every right to fail, we don't have to hide it anymore, we can just be open with it. Hey, this is where I'm struggling. Hey, this is where I'm not good. Hey, I have always tried to be good in this area, but I'm just not. Do you realize what it would change to our community this would have? If that type of honesty and integrity was coming out. The remedy for the fear of man is the revelation for the fear of God. I said that earlier, but it's absolute truth. You don't need to fear. I'm going to speak to your calling right now, and your calling isn't fear. Your calling is not doubt. Your calling is not running away. It's not cowardice. Your calling is courage. Your calling is strength. Be strong and of good courage, he told Joshua. Your calling is to go somewhere. Your calling is to move from this dimension to that dimension. Your calling is to make sure that the Bible is being inside of you and it's producing fruit inside of you. Then your calling is to make sure those around you are doing it because now you're ready and you're keeping ready and now you're guarding those around you. You have a calling to know that God is for you. You have a calling to know that the God is for that person to your right and your left. You have a calling to understand that this is only the very beginning steps of a brand new journey that God's going to take you on for 2018. You have a calling you have a calling to overcome. You have a calling to hear the Lord. You have a calling to lay, lay your hands on your children and see miracles. You have a calling of your life that put your hand on your finances. You know that God is going to move. You can't come from a place of fear. You can't come from a place of sorrow. You're no longer a victim. It's time to rise up, step up, stand up, and start doing what God has called us to do, and we're going to see the gratefulness and faithfulness of God. Three levels of surety. Number one, assessments. What about myself do I have to confront? What is it? What is it about me that's stopping me from from, from believing the unbelievable? Of all the message that our amazing pastor has spoken this year, what has stopped you from buying in 100%? Two, adjustments. In my life, Who is in my inner circle that pulls me out of alignment? And you just found out. And you're not dealing with it, are you? (laughs) Because you like them too much or they're too much. Who is it? Who's pulling you out of alignment in your inner circle? Because that inner circle should be the people that keep you in alignment. These are just simple, three simple things to get rid of fear out of your life and get rid of the things that could confound you in 2018. Three, advancements. What in my life needs to be activated? What inside of me needs to be activated? What do I need to have a light switch moment on? What can take me from here to there? What can get me back on track? And I just want to encourage you to stop, stop shouting at your potential and start accepting it and walking in it. Starting now, what are you going to do to get that goal met, to get to be where you need to be? To get that thing changed to get a better walk with god better family structure god sometimes never starts until he's finished and i've, I've been in these seasons before where you, you know i don't know what i used to call it like the anti-me barrier like i'd be going good strides with god and all of a sudden it would just stop and you're like the IME disease comes in does anybody get the IMEs? like god what have i done what's wrong with me um am i not praying enough he just doesn't like me. Oh, this is for my family. Oh, this is a generational curse. This is that. You know, you start naming all this stuff, and nothing changes. You just feel like you're this anti-me barrier. I can't break free. And I remember one time God kept telling me, that is not a ceiling, Randy. That's the floor of the next level. You don't know how to break through. I'm like, oh, because so I can get to this certain part every time, but then I realized it, and I, I understood a lot more about it. God dealt with me, and I was able to, now I could go from level to level. I, I understand it clearly, so I just want to encourage you. It doesn't matter where you're at on your journey. It doesn't matter if you've been doing this for 10 minutes or 10 years or 10 decades. What matters is how authentic are you in it. How honest are you in it? Does God have your ugly? Are you positioning yourself for the right things in your life to have him move? Have you just cleared out the the, the rubbish? Have you just removed some of the goofy stuff out of your life? I'm just telling you, these little simple adjustments will make a life change, difference in your life. You don't see the goofiness until years later then you realize you've missed the mark. You don't really notice it at the beginning of a journey, but years and years later, you can look back and go, yeah, I really missed the mark. I should have done this. The question I have for you now is what would the future you be asking you to do right now? What would the future you, the 10 years from now you, what would they be asking you to do? I know what what future Randy would be saying. Believe for more. Just believe for more. Just begin to believe yourself for more. Put yourself in position for God's blessing and believe for more. Let faith arise. Let faith arise. Stir up the gift inside of you and let faith arise. Believe for the unbelievable. Just let his word do what it said it would do and put away the goofy stuff. Quit holding on to things that have nothing to do with the righteousness of God or my walk or what he's got a blessing. There is so many blessings in this room right now. Generational blessings of music, of wealth, of ingenuity. There's so many entrepreneurs in this room. I'm just gonna say dream again. Dream again dream again. Dream, dream, dream again. April, you you and the team can come up. This isn't just an ordinary moment. This isn't an ordinary time. This is the very last time we're going to be together this year. I could be taken out tonight somehow. I want to live every single day I have like it's my last I don't try to impress you. I'm not trying to come up with this elegant way to approach the gospel of Jesus Christ that you would remember who I am because I can tell you right now, take no thought for the man in front of you for the man in front of you can do nothing. But I know this. It's about authenticity. We don't need any more public successes that are private failures. We just don't need any more. Let's, just, let's put a cap on it, shall we? Let's all start being honest and start dealing with our ugly and start listening to our wives. <laughs> start listening to our husbands. Start listening to those family members we trust. Start listening to those people in your inner circle that you truly trust. I speak to your calling. I speak to your calling today. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter how much they hurt you. It doesn't matter the betrayal. It doesn't matter how many decimals you lost. What matters is what does tomorrow look like? What does next year look like to you? Who are you? I always wonder how many people are going to be around in five years? Are you going to make it? Are you going to go back to those fleshy things? Are you going to start doing those things on computers that you know absolutely should not be in your eyes? Are you going to start doing those old decisions that take you away from God? Or can you weed that stuff out and just say, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm just not going to do it anymore. I'm just going to go for a life change. I'm going to go for some smartness. I don't, I just, I'm, here's what I always tell myself. I'm going to stop taking stupid pills. Because I can do some stupid things, you guys. I mean, I... I am a horrible human being. I am so thankful that He saves His fish and then He cleans them. You know, I am—I'm humanity. I'm sin nature. But I believe in the mighty works of God. I—I can tell you miracle after miracle I've seen. I've been part of um, legs grow, eyes see. I've been um, so many diseases healed in my ministry over the years. God's been so faithful. Like like you, I have a testimony like you I know when God's changed me if you're in this room right now and you don't have a testimony you're about to